0: Welcome to GHC Building Leaders Podcast, a podcast by teens talking about world problems. In this podcast, we will be discussing issues that affect our community, like poverty, injustice, racial inequality, and immigration. Our first segment, Crisis at the Border, will discuss the history of the border and its effects on our families and communities. Through research, community testimony, and personal experience, We will expand your understanding of what is happening at the border like share and subscribe to get informed
1: in this first episode the gatel center teens have a conversation after looking at some images and videos about child immigration in this conversation you will hear different reactions and opinions from some of our teens Here's a clip of our teens having this conversation. Uh,
2: Like, uh, people are trying to, like, a stack of people trying to go on the other side of the border for them to have their own better futures for their kids, for different reasons. Um, I like to add on, and I just think of Spanish people and their families trying to cross
3: the
4: border to give their families a better
5: life. Uh, when I hear crisis at the border, I think about families being separated, kids and adults dying of different ages. Human suffering and most of all, uh immigrants persevering to get a better life for themselves and their and their kids.
4: Pretty much, I just think it's just uh, people trying to get over the border, just to live a better life because they think in Mexico it's not safe enough for the children to live there.
6: I think about like an entire rate of like immigrants trying to desperately get into um the United States. Um, some of them manage to get in, but while others. You know article on the floor dead
3: when i hear crisis i think about people getting deported um
2: because you don't know if uh they think that some people might be taking like drugs or different types of things mm-hmm. that are not supposed to that are really illegal mm-hmm.
5: is that uh, well it's difficult for a lot of people to cross over here because um it's it's not a easy ride or it's not a joyful thing that most people would be willing to do because really? It uh, a lot of people take that risk, and a lot of people don't take that risk of going into of crossing over. It's hard because you have to face a lot of uh, deadly challenges, as we call them, mm-hmm. because some some cross the river, some get sneaked in, and mm-hmm. like you, there is a chance of you ended up ending up dying, unfortunately. But that's just the realistic part of it. What
1: I'm seeing in these pictures is just a bunch of people in a very um, small area that is like very cramped and like people sleeping under like tin foil and like people sucking over them it's like looks very uncomfortable and looks like a hard place to survive in.
5: honestly this just makes me like sad and like depressed because uh like for example like me i've never i don't i've never been through this so i really can't say like really, really what's happening but like this makes me sad because they're being like cages and like they're basically treating them like animals uh that's basically what they're calling them once they're like putting them in cages. It's not spacious at all. Especially in this time of COVID, which is a real thing. And uh they're they're being bunched up and like not even having one foot at least of space from each other and like mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like a good place to be living there for like a days, months, like you said, weeks. It's just like it's just depressing to see this. Yeah, pretty much like you guys are saying, The
4: people that are trusting over i i see a whole bunch of people here that are looking for well in some pictures it looks like people are trying to look for a safe place to be but like they didn't really expect like what like where would they be staying
6: You see um these people being alienized they're sleeping in tinfoil like if there were some you know leftover from like a mm. party uh, they're being locked in the cage like like this claustrophobic like cage with you know they're like piled on top of each other i'm pretty sure some of them are already dead um you know
3: i see people uh, waiting or like listening to directions while standing up like not having any space and kids ha- going to like vans and waiting for something
1: because some of uh, these kids situations they probably think it's better for them than what they already had but also for other kids they can be like sad and think that this is probably how they're going to have to live or think that this is going to be the end and that there's nothing else for them and it can really affect how the child is growing up because they're in captivity. All of them,
2: they be feeling is like, well right now, they don't know what's happening. They just think that, oh, we're in, like in a regular place. So they just play around, they're all happy. But but inside of them, but what they're thinking right now, they wish they wanted, it was like, to go home, just spend time with the family, just have fun together. Of
5: course, they're not all feeling the same way, and they're gonna have mixed reactions. But I feel like the two that come to my head the the most is uh, first is kind of blinded, not physically blinded, but like blinded to the situation that to the to the situation that's happening. Cause like we have said and mentioned, uh, not like not all kids know what is happening, what they're going through. They just like hanging out with your friends, for example, what you said. And they're just, like, kind of blinded to a situation. They really don't know what's Mm -hmm. happening. They're just meeting new people. They were kids their own age. And others, I would say most, or at least most, would be terrified. I feel like they're terrified because they're being, some are being alone with some men may not have siblings. Even if they have siblings, they probably lost each other. They don't know where their parents are. They're pretty much alone in this place where they don't even recognize any. They probably don't recognize Mm -hmm. anyone that's there with them and they just like feeling terrified, scared because they don't know where their parents are at. Especially me that I'm a 13-year-old teenager. I would be scared, I would be terrified in situation. I'm like, oh crap, where's my parents? I, I don't know one here, I, I, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'll be breaking down, I'll be crying, I'll be terrified in this situation. Pretty much what I
4: think is that the kids are confused because they really don't know like what's waiting for them on the other side. So um they, pretty much when they're taken into the like the place where they have to wait they, they pretty much think it's the like they're waiting for for them to let them in into the into the us but actually you no know, they're just keeping them there to to take them right back where they came from and I also think that they are scared and lonely because pretty much they came with their parents but then like right after they don't like go in the place going into the the cages with their
0: parents. I believe that
6: these kids are you know some of them are either like two possibilities. One of them are like they're either afraid they're like crying because they want their parents. They you know they're hungry they're starving. And then the other half you know we got like kids like they they think that you know the parents just left them there so, you know to meet friends and stuff. Like I think I see some kids running around with each other. Um, and then we got the like the babies the kids that they don't they don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, and we got in <clears throat> and we got some uh, teenagers that you know they're just confused. They they're like, what's going on? I I don't know. Like what's going on? They're they're just confused.
3: Like they're waiting so much, so much time waiting for their parents to come, like one day or like in an hour. But I'm guessing at one point they're gonna stop waiting and they're gonna notice that. They're not coming back. First, I would um like she said, get rid of the border. I would be looking around, searching for kids that are lost, um, looking for their family, and like try Mm -hmm. to get the family together, and then
6: like. By first of all, remove the border, the border, the border, and um, then have like these kind of gates that they have like carnival rides where like you know you go online and then you know like these like officers like check your bags and stuff because since like the whole reason of this is because they think that we're carrying drugs like check the bags and stuff and then they go into like the, this building where like, you know they're in line and then you know they go they go take the front desk they you know they tell they tell them where they want to go and then you know they wait a bit and then these like buses are gonna like take them to like like a state or something like that mm-hmm. and then they offer them like like free like a free hotel room mm-hmm you know yes. to get everything sorted out until they could find like a house and a job mm-hmm.
5: so yeah, that has affected me because uh, a lot of people could and have assumed that i i'm not from here mm-hmm. which is sad to me because i like i didn't not even part of it i like i never did that i was like from here originally mm-hmm. just because like they look like they take one second they look at my color and they're like oh you're mexican you 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 you're not from here go mm-hmm. back to your place you haven't you you're not originally from here. You haven't you have crossed. It's your fault. Blah blah blah. This and that. And it's like that's how it has affected me as a person. I'll ch-
4: I'll try and make an easier way for people to get their papers,
5: mm-hmm. like
4: to get over here. Mm-hmm. So like families that want to cross over with other families. So pretty much I just make it like, way like way faster and easier for them to get it. What I would do is like. Uh, well, the families are waiting for them to be,
2: for them trying to 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 a uh, uh, state that they want for the better lives. Uh, I would like um, give them the every things that they need, like food, drinks, every like uh, first aid kit, mm-hmm. everything they need in order for them to like survive for a little bit and then
1: to start making their lives a little bit better. Well, I know this process is definitely not going to be easy and not just going to be like oh just send them here and then it'll be easy mm-hmm. but i think definitely just letting people be aware of the problem is like we'll start something oh. and then like so the more people that are aware of the situation the more people that are going to be getting involved and that can help with the situation and helping these people like helping mm-hmm. people get their papers or helping the process go by faster yeah. and then it'll slowly start getting bigger and bigger to the point where it won't be a problem anymore but like, it moment. will take
5: time yeah they knew quite a lot if not most of it if not all most of it just because um one thing i would hear on the news a lot it has been a topic it has been a hot topic actually and i've heard a lot of it from there and i just asked like I, most of my fan members here that are near me have actually crossed the border over including my family uh, so I know a lot cause, like they tell me stories about how it was and how difficult it was, and like in school I I read a lot of articles about it. Like we we learned a lot about it. So for me, I learned quite a lot.
2: Uh, when Donald Trump was president, he he didn't even like uh, Mexicans or different uh oh uh, yeah Mexicans because uh he thought that uh, they were gonna bring in uh, uh worse things like. Uh, drugs. Uh, the remember the uh, cartel buses, So instead, uh,
1: he just took him back from where from everyone came, uh, from they came from. Where that's what never happened. Never really talked that much. It it has been like touched lightly on. So I know some things, but like as of doing this podcast, I have learned more about it. And I I have heard some stories from some people like crossing the border, but nothing.
0: And immigration is important to me because both of my parents are immigrants and moved over here to the U.S. from Mexico. Um, My mom, she's, she's from Mexico. I don't know what part from, but she moved over here when she was around 13 or 14. And she came with her sister, also known as my aunt. And when they got over here, they moved to Chicago and they had a pretty hard time living over here. My mom, she worked around 18 hours a day for some time while she moved here and they they really couldn't find much work other than maybe my mom works for, she was a waiter at a restaurant when she moved over here and they lived up in like an attic and now it's later on my mom had me and it got even harder for her because now she had to take care of me and work so my mom eventually was able to find someone who was able to take care of me and i was alone with the nanny most of the time because my mom had to work for to get food, um, to pay the nanny for taking care of me, and to find a place to stay, and most of the time it was it was really just me and the nanny because well my mom had to work, but we have my mom eventually met my dad, and well we moved to New Jersey, and after that life got wasn't so hard anymore because now my mom found my dad and well we had someone to someone that could help us with all that. And my dad's side of the story is that he he never told me what time he moved over here, but all the stories that he's told me is that when you get over here it's hard. He's always saying that that him and his sister along with his parents, had to um, transfer schools, like, every two months, and they could never really find somewhere to stay. Um, My dad had friends at school, but he could never really stick with them because he would always move around because his family was having a hard time finding jobs and stuff. So it's, it's hard for people when they first move over here because they can never really find anywhere to stay unless they have someone that's already here sometimes i feel bad for them because i feel like i have it way easier for them with me and um i look at myself and think of what they had to go through around this time and i know that all of the things that i have right now are because of them and Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to come over here. Like, if I was in Mexico and I had to immigrate over here, I would not be able to do it. I don't think I'd be able to do that, mainly because of the distance you have to travel. And then you have to be, like, running away from, like, the immigration police and stuff. And then if you do get caught, well, then you're just back to where you started. So it's either you keep trying or and if you end up failing, well, then you just have to stay over there. Because, well, you already know the outcome. Most of my family, like, most of my dad's brothers and sisters are over here already. But my mom, she, her and her sister are the only ones that are here. Her mom and all of the rest of her brothers and sisters are still back in Mexico. But they're doing better than she was at her time. Because, well, they now have all of the things necessary and my mom and my dad still send money to their parents every now and again when they need it because they are, they're able to do that and it's nice that they can because if not I don't think they'd be able to manage I feel like they should have some sort of system in the border that will allow them to come over to the US but to an extent where they don't um, where they don't surpass the limit or something because there's a point where there's, there's way too many people over there and then there's also the families that are getting torn apart and you just have children in one side and then you have parents in the other and sometimes it takes months for them to get reunited again. Speak up about it and talk about it more and if, if we make it a big enough deal then eventually people are going to start doing stuff about it because they don't want to hear complaining and They don't want any bad stuff thrown at them i think they do that because they see that we that the us has a better has better communities better jobs and stuff and it's for them i think it makes it seem like it's easier to live over here because of like the different jobs that they have and stuff the reason that I think people are saying that they're Mexican is because they have to pass through Mexico to get to the U.S. But if there wasn't, if they didn't have to pass through it, I don't think they would. Because if not, then we would have very different um, news titles and stuff. There are sometimes where people criticize you and then give you and then judge you before you you're even allowed to say anything because they see your ethnicity and they start to think about other things like what's happening at the border and then they start um well they start judging you very differently compared to like as if as as if they were to judge someone of their own race almost everywhere i go there's always some some person that gives me some sort of look of like disgust or something so there's always people out there that are that are judging you No matter what, I'd say try to get more informed about the topic. If you want to help with anything, it'd be good to speak up about it and to try to inform other people about it. Because sooner or later, once if we're able to get this topic big enough and start um, and make it so that other people can hear it, we'll eventually be able to start helping the people that are stuck at the border and help people that are coming to the U.S.
1: Thank you for listening to the episode. We hope you tune in to episode two, where we will have interviews and more conversations about the crisis at the border.